I stir these made possible because of you, our fantastic listeners, and all our wonderful sponsors. I am a little motherfucker, motherfucker, yes. Little motherfucker, will you let me in? Patreon.com That's the reason. We're back because in your retro. We're back in your dungeon. Uh-huh. And uh, and we're using the old fashioned recorder. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, I'm just there's been so many things in this dungeon that have changed. You have bookshelves now? Yes. You have new books? Well, this is uh, something it's not that new. It's been uh, here but it's some disappears. It's a, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's called Cinegeek, it's a collection Fun of trivia. movies. Yes, yes. I think uh, a lot of the facts and trivia are pretty basic. They're, I was about to say the same yeah. thing, they're very basic. Like Pennywise, the clown in It, he also played the main character in the Rocky Horror Picture yeah, Show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I is, would love to meet someone who did not know that. Uh, apparently a lot of people, because basic is basic, that's what And Bulky... Uh, Badeo was the alien in Alien. Mm-hmm. I knew that. C-3PO yeah. is in all seven episodes of Star Wars. Yes, we know. Yeah, it's, uh, these are not, uh, this is not interesting trivia. I bought the cat in the sack. What's the cat in the sack? That's when you buy something that's not all that. Oh, because then it's, a, it's a, what's in the sack and it's just a cat. Yeah, oh, I don't know. I don't know where it comes from, but it's uh, one of uh, yeah, quite cut in the sacrum. It's uh, when you buy, when you get uh, uh, conned, basically, you buy something and it's it's not as good as advertised. So it's your version of snake oil. Snake oil, yes. I think we even talked about this before. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. We have talked about a lot of things, and our one hundredth episode is coming up. It is. I thought you were about to say it's today, and I was just about to go. Oh my god! How did I lose ten episodes? <laughs> wow! I'm having a full dark skies moment. Um, uh, you never saw that movie. I dark skies. What was that again? Kerry Russell, and I want to say Scott Speed. No, it wasn't Speedman. It was another budget Scott. Uh yeah, was it uh, was it what was about what aliens? It's about aliens. And and there's a, a period. She's a real estate agent where she loses an entire day and she doesn't know. Is it? And then no, she bangs her head against it. Oh, is it not a television show? It's a movie. It's a movie. Dark skies. Dark. It's actually I enjoyed it. I must look this up because yeah, I used to know about movies, but then there were just more of them. I there's think that's so that's many. the thing about the aging. It's uh, there is a time there is like a period, uh, some like a milestone, in which you're like, okay, I'm no longer gonna just follow this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. With music yeah. and movies yeah. and everything. Like I just discovered what a Cardi B was, yesterday. A uh, Cardi B. Cardi B. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. I've seen Cardi B. I did not know. Like, I... Everyone's all about this Cardi B, and I was like, what is? It sounds like a cardigan, like uh, it's Cardi B. It sounds, it like, sounds a, like a sounds like like an exercise for like cardiac. Uh, yeah, or or a science term. Oh, she's she suffered from a massive Cardi B. Yeah, Cardi B. And then I she's just a, turned like out a she's hip, she's a hip hopper. She's like a, from what I can she's tell, indulges now, in the hippity of the hop. She, you know, I'm not great at the hip or the hop. Well, yeah. Uh, but yeah, she's like a she's a more auto auto tuned. Freestyling Nicki Minaj, uh, like she has the whole, you know, the whole genre of hip hop where it's just like. We are getting older every minute while we're trying to. Uh, uh, but that's what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. And I never thought I would ever say 
like, oh, I could at least get Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Yeah, but, I love, yeah, I love, I like, only know a couple of her songs. But you Basically, like everyone like in Iceland, you're, you're, obs- you guys are obsessed with hippity hop. No, no, we do have a lot of hip hop. So much, it's almost a, like the only musical export you have right now. We're within, in the middle of a hip hop boom in Iceland. A, a renaissance. A renaissance, if you will. A renaissance. Yeah, well, there's a lot of that, the, gibbe de babbe de bubbada. I mean, I, um, thing is, uh, I, uh, this is so, so, uh, such a short while that has passed yeah. since I said those exact things you were saying, but in yeah. Icelandic and, uh, I did get a lot of, yeah, whatever grandpa looks. Yeah, so I, yeah, yeah. So I just, yeah, yeah, I see, I'm, I fall into that hole. Well, I've had people say to me, oh, yeah, it's because you're gay. No. Mm, and I was like, gay. oh, excuse me, bitch. Now, wh- yeah, so which is more insulting, because you're gay or, or because old. you're old? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, because you're gay, I would say that's more insulting because uh, old is not Oh, you're really also gay people? Because I was like... I wouldn't consider old people a minority. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, they're, they're actually a majority. Yeah, because of science. Yeah. Thanks, science. Thanks, Obama. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, no, I, I had someone say, oh, you don't get the, the whole... Because you're gay. And I, I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh. No, because there are plenty of gay people who like it. I just don't enjoy that as music. So just hip-hop in general, like the whole history of hip-hop? No, no, I love, I, and I very much appreciate the whole history of hip-hop. And, you know, back in the day, I was, I was all about my Tupac. Yeah, and and yeah. I liked, I remember, when, remember when P. Diddy was Puff Daddy? I do remember when P. Diddy was Puff Daddy. Yeah, P. Diddy was Puff Daddy and, and TLC... And but he's like Sean Combs, right? He's now. Sean Puffy Combs. Sean Puffy Combs. Uh, <laughs> Barbara, please bring, bring me the facts. Bring Sorry. me the Puffy Combs, I, Barbara. I've, I've, been, I've been listening to another podcast and somebody says it on that all the time. Miss pa- Barbara, please. I'm feeling packaged. Barbara, please bring, bring me, me the, the snacks. Bring me the Puffy Combs. <laughs> the puffy Combs. Uh, but uh, no, I just, I just don't, I don't really get it. And I watched, um, uh, like I was watching Saturday Night Live, the most recent one. And they're like, musical be- guest, uh, Cardi B. And yeah. I was like, finally, I'm going to know what Cardi B is. And uh, and I watched it, and I was like, oh, yeah, I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, no, I uh, kind of, uh, like, uh, I get, I, I don't get it as much as I got uh, the, uh, the other, uh, like, like I, I don't get it as much as I get the hip-hop of yore. Of yore. <laughs> yeah. You know, back in the days when it was okay to say, yo, my name is John, and when I'm here to say. <laughs> <laughs> what rhymes with say, Jonathan? <laughs> wiggity, 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 Hey, I'm John, and I'm here to say, wiggity, 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 If someone were to roast me on my comedy. I remember on during my roast how mm. uh, Are Elgad uh, roasted Nadia by, by saying pa 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 passa the thing. Do it like a minister rap for anything, which is just a him saying pa. Uh, did you did, did you ever hear uh, Nadia's hip hop song? Yeah, 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 it was yeah. a good song. Yeah, it, a, it had a hook. But I uh, uh, I remember. It's the 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 chorus was pa 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 passa the thing yeah he could come to us nua atlubeda festival basically means watch out I'm here to stir shit up okay uh, but what Ari said was watch out uh, you wouldn't want me to uh, remind you of your rap career ah. <laughs> uh, uh, I love being read yeah I do I do, do I love you? reading people I love being read. Yeah. Yeah. And I find it because... Yeah, I, I love it too, actually. I Because it's just... it It's uh, so funny because I've been... Um, I was just recently thinking about the whole, like, imitation is the highest form of flattery. Yeah, yeah. Which I never kind of 
forgot, but just now when we're talking about it, I was like, yeah, okay, yes, he, because this person has studied you. Yeah. He wouldn't do this, like a hater really can't. They can't imitate. No. No. You can't imitate someone you hate. No. You have to kind of just be fascinated with them. Yeah. And that's, anytime I've done impersonations of people, it's generally from fascination. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, ah, it, and, and I've, I've done so many, like, you know, I'm hosting a drag show tonight. Mm. Um, we've done a few in the past where they do like a drag queen roast. Right. And in the drag queen roast, they always get me to host it. Uh, and I read all of them. And then every single time, at least 80% of them come up to me beforehand and go, I hope you don't think, um... It's personal, what I'm going to say tonight. And I get excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, you're going to bring it. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they never do. No, no. Their they're... version of, of, of roasting me is still pretty tame. Yeah. Uh, wait a minute. I just got a message from... Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, I'm getting my uh, Paul Oscar uh, uh, hoodie. Oh. Uh, at eight, between eight, t- between six or five and seven. This evening? Yes. What, what hoodie? I just bought a hoodie because he was like say, saying, hey, out of stock hoodies. Uh, Pautlerskur hoodies. And yeah. he had one in black, so I just decided to buy one. Oh. It was expensive. Was it? Yeah, I should, I should go that high. I don't know. No, I think he's... Like how, you can mouth it. Like how expensive? <laughs> Almost. Jesus! <laughs> wow, that's a but lot. It's, it's aimed at Icelanders, and uh, we were kind of used to everything being horrific. So, and also we survived like two apocalypses when it comes to uh, economy, mm. and we just realized. It. And you're on the verge oh, of a the third. worst thing that will happen is. We'll just lose it. More of this. Basically, apparently, money didn't even exist ever. So, it'll just go away and then you'll build again to the same point where you have more hotels. It's how we do. This is how we do. This is how we do it. No, that that was a Katy Perry song. Yes, and I was doing, I think, uh, New Kids on the Block. Was it New Kids on the Block? Pretty sure this is how we do it. I think they stole it from bl- a black band. This is how we do it. That's, that, that's how they do it. This is how we do it. It's yeah. A yeah. Is this NSYNC? No, that's New Kids. That's new Kids. I'm different. sorry. I mean New Kids. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> new Kids on the Block who bought us Donnie Wahlberg. Yes. Johnny uh, Wahlberg, who brought us Marky Mark. So Marky was, uh, he was never in uh, No, Donny was in New Kids. Yeah. Um, and then Marky Mark was an offshoot, and he got more famous. It's so funny to think of one thing. Uh, the fact that I got most, like, m- my first uh, education in pop cultural history was reading Mad Magazine. So mm. I just bought Mad Magazine every month. And whatever they were making fun of, that was that's <gasps> what was going on. But you didn't know what was going on. I did know what was okay, going on. Okay, all right. But this is how I read news. This is how I've always read news and always watched. You news. go for the parody first. Yeah, because yeah. it's 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 not it's not less bullshit. It just embraces the fact that mm, it's bullshit, mm, mm. Uh, which is what comedy is. It's true. And the, um, uh, so, uh, that's how I learned about New Kids in the Block. And I, I, like, saw, like, this one, they did one article, one spoof, satire, or whatever you call it. And I was like, oh, I don't, I don't get it. There were, like, some caricatures mm. um, of them and some, like, yeah, making lots of fun of it. And then, uh, next month, I bought the uh, my, my magazine, and the letter page was filled with hate mail. Because because somebody made fun of new kids on the block, <gasps> and uh, so there was no Facebook. There were no. There was no. Co- you wrote letters to the editor. Yeah, you I wrote remember. letters, and yeah. you. Uh, I I don't know how they did this because they also like uh, organized their uh, album burn burnings, like the fans. Uh, so they were gonna no 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 no, no mad, mad magazine yeah mad magazine burnings yeah. They were gonna so they uh and uh, and actually uh, which is hilarious 
Because to burn the magazines, you have to buy them. Yeah. Yeah, this... So that's they're not the, really doing I, any any. Mad Magazine always answers the letters. Yeah. So oh yes, make sure just to empty every store of Mad Magazine you see and just burn it, burn it all, and then buy more. Buy more and burn, burn as many as you can. Do it legally. Yeah. As many as you can. <laughs> like it's the most ridiculous wow. threat. But it was uh, that's when I realized like wow I was just gobsmacked reading this like so. I remember, like, because I was probably into the Beatles then. I was into the Beatles when I was, like, 13, 12, 11. Mm. And always am, have been since. But uh, uh, the, um, so I, the only equivalent that I knew was the Michael Jackson and the Beatles. I remember seeing Moonwalker and how, like, everybody was crazy about Michael Jackson. Mm. And I remember my mom seeing uh, me watching Michael Jackson videos. And uh, she went like she saw the craziness of the audiences. She's like, it's just like the Beatles. Mm. So this is the happened since the Beatles. Mm. So uh, so then I thought, oh, there's a new thing, and it's new kids on the block, and that's the new, new uh, culture du jour, if you will. Wow. And that formula has still been working. Yeah. Which, which I yeah, find, yeah, yeah, but have you have you noticed that there's only really two areas of the world where boy bands and girl bands still work, because I think for like America and a lot of the rest of the world, it kind of ended with the Spice Girls, and NSYNC, like Sorry. that was the golden era of boy bands and girl bands. But now, the UK, yeah, that's what brought us One Direction. Right? Yeah, the UK also. They I remember. fucking love. Yeah. Boy bands and, and girl do. bands, they and do. so does Asia. Yeah, Asia and the UK. It's something about like uh, those. Both nations are kind of proper. They're very, yeah. they're, they're and they're yeah. hierarchical. Yes, I, I, yeah. I, yes. Uh, if in case you're screaming at your uh, iPod right now, uh, yes, iPod. I did. I did. Who has an iPod anymore? I did call <laughs> Asia a country, and uh, the joke just uh, fifteen seconds yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do know that Asia is not a country. Mm. I'm uh, literally uh, all times when I'm speaking in this um, this podcast. Um, uh, I am al- always struggling with the thing called the English language. language yeah. So just uh, give me a break. Yeah, give them a fucking break, people. Yes, th- How th- dare you? You're disgusting. Um, Jonathan. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't you love to have me next to you in a table, <laughs> like, you know, for a, a press conference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then somebody asked you a stupid question. How fucking dare you? You're you disgusting. You could be my Don King. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Um, it's a boxing reference. Oh, I thought it was Entourage. That wow, I was I was well off there. G- 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 um, <laughs> uh, but on that note, I'm Australian and I am Icelandic, and together we, we are some time because I have been working my job, my job, my job du jour. So how many days in a row now? Fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. And so there's four to go. Four to go. Right. Fourteen, four to go. How do you feel? Dead inside. Um, (laughs) It do sound very dead. It is. And I, yeah, and I, I, I feel like I wouldn't recommend it to anyone because also I've discovered here that that the only cherry on the cake of working as many shifts in a row as I have is now gone because I, f- I found out the other day that in this country, because you do this weird monthly tax thing, 
Right. You don't tax people yearly. Like, you do it yearly, but you base on monthly as well. Um, because I've worked so many hours, I will be pushed up into another tax bracket, which means I will be taxed more, which means I will leave this month having worked an ungodly amount of hours, earning the same amount that I would any other month. So how do you like Iceland? Oh, fuck Iceland. <laughs> Jesus, man. Like, and I mean, I'm only doing it because I didn't have a choice because there was no one to cover, but yeah. that, was the, that was the light at the end of the tunnel. That was the like, well, I'm going to have a great pay month. I'm going to be able to, uh, the, here's me, get, get out the world's tiniest violin. Um, <laughs> I, got, I was going to pay for plane tickets to go see my mother who's got breast cancer. I was... I was, you know... I would bring out the big violins for that. I mean, not the really big, but not the tiniest. No, mid, like, mid-size. Uh, like a, mid-size. Not quite a viola. Yeah. But, or a like cello. Something, uh, like uh, something like uh, Rocky... Uh, Rocket Raccoon could... Uh, uh, Do something with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the raccoon, yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, like, ah, oh, that was the fuck. So what I've done so now... didn't you understand when I said raccoon? No, you said Rocky the Groon. <laughs> Rocky Dracoon. I said Rocky the Raccoon, but maybe... And then uh, I just went, oh, I'll just go with it. Um, yes. But I have... So what I've done now is I've started uh, a diary on the whiteboard in the mm-hmm. kitchen we're in, where it's like a captain's log. Um, and it's just each day be- become more and more depressing. Yeah. So, like, the other day, it was, um, I just put one entry for the day, so it was day 13, and it said, uh, there is no God, only the beep of that machine, which brings the orders in, and burgers, so many burgers. And today... That's a a very... Poetic. Very poetic and nice. Well, I think you'll like today's one, because last night, uh, the entire business lost power... Right. At eight thirty PM until eleven PM. So it was like Mad Max in between in those hours. Except much more calm. Like <laughs> blaster runs So like we couldn't make any food and um, but we were just trying to help people make everything comfortable and then the, it became clear there was a major fault in the street. The whole right. building was out. Um, and we had to clean in the dark. Uh-huh. So with candles. So clean, like, get, clean a grill, like, all this heavy-duty stuff in the dark. Finally, when the power came on at 11.30, I did discover something. Autopilot is is an amazing thing because the power came back on, the lights were up, and I looked down and went, oh, we did okay. Um, Yeah, we we did okay in the dark. But I wrote today's one, which was, as we cleaned in the darkness, I wondered how long until the darkness takes us. Then I realized... It already had. So here's what I'm wondering. Yeah. If there was a pro- porn version of Star Trek, yeah. which there probably most yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. has been, there, there definitely was a like a captain's log pun joke. Yeah, 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 yeah. Captain's log. Very long. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. How could you make live long and prosper pornographic? Long. Prostate? <laughs> Live long and prostate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, sure. Live long and my prostate. Live long and my prostate. Mm, milking. Mm. Um, <laughs> oh, that's one you don't know. Mm. Milking. Do you know milking? Milking is, uh, yeah, when you massage a prostate. Yeah, of yes. course. Yes. Okay, so I've heard like of, a count. Heard like a count. About that. But you've, uh, so I've got four days to go. It has been a Boring ass fucking couple of weeks, but I've also done a lot of gigs in there as well. Right, done a lot of lot of gigs, uh, and I've discovered a new kind of person, which I have to be careful about. Because discovered I, a new kind of person at gigs. Yeah, because I am a minority, mm-hmm. and I've discovered a new kind of corporate person right. that I have not really encountered before. Which is the one who believes that I am their new gay BFF. Yes. A corporate person, you say. Corporate. Like, I've, I've met yeah. this person several times over the last right, couple yeah. weeks. 
And uh, but so is you it know, always like a, is it always a lady? M- uh, most of the time, yes. Y- usually, if it's a gay who books me, they hate me. Yeah, of course. Because <laughs> because because we're like uh, Siamese fighting fish. We're uh, yeah yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you oh 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 oh, and we duel with dildos. <laughs> um. Uh, but, but I have noticed there's, there's like a, you know, oh, you're fabulous, you're fabulous, and then I'm not allowed to leave their side yeah. the entire evening, uh, and it's hard work. Right. It is, a, yeah. like, it is, it has happened so many times. Now, if you are listening to this podcast, and you happen to be, uh, someone who was at any of those corporate gigs, please know, I am not talking about you. Because the person or people I'm speaking about would never listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> great, that's covered. Um, uh, but it's 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 almost happened so many times in the last couple of weeks that I feel like I should up my rate. Right. Yeah. Because it is a whole other level of exhausting. Like, okay, so you're hosting yeah. a corporate party that goes. You've done this before. Yeah. It goes for like four hours, mm-hmm. and they never go to plan. And there's always okay. Here's a rundown for listeners at home. Here's how being the host of a corporate party works. You arrive. Nothing is on time. The first person to speak is the CEO, who's always an alpha male who refuses to give the microphone back to you, and then you have to try and warm up a dead crowd mm-hmm. who are fucking sick of his yeah, speech. Yeah, yeah. And, and <laughs> it's always the same. <clears throat> and and what I love about alpha males, they never know how to use a microphone. Yeah, I know. So it's always at their belly button, and they don't understand why no one's listening, and then they get really pissed off about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, it's, it's so spot on. And then, and then Susan from Accounts has, has spent a long time making a video mm-hmm. uh, that she didn't test... Yeah, uh, yeah. She didn't make sure the equipment would work, and she just assumed that you were there to program everything. Right. Uh, then do. the chef in the kitchen needs the main course served at 9.03 and 35 seconds on the dot. <laughs> and if anything goes more than that, so he true. will be pissed. Oh, my God. This and is dessert so is to happen on. exactly 39 minutes after that. Yeah. Like, don't give people time to digest. No, we need the food out there. And then uh, there's always someone who comes up to you and says, by the way, we've got an impromptu speech. It's going to be from um, Stephen mm-hmm. uh, or Bjarne, uh, if you're in Iceland. And he works in the marketing department and he's prepared something, but no one told you about it, uh, which turns into five speeches. Right. Because other people are like, I'm Spartacus. Uh-huh. You know, they want to they wanna contribute to it as well. And it's basically the whole thing. This is why we get paid the money we do to host these things. It is a clusterfuck, and you are a principal for a school for drunk children. Yeah. Ho- so what you call it? It's just basically hosting because we call it Vestlustjörg. Yeah. It's hosting uh, an evening, an event, hosting, you're the yeah, host hosting. of an event. Yeah. It's like being Seth Meyers with zero point one zero 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 one percent of the pay and almost no uh, recognition of how hard you're working. Yeah, yeah, and also just uh, no production. There's no production value, yeah. and it's all up to you. And you yeah. barely, you rarely get to eat a full meal. Like, they're like, oh, you're going to have food. And then they, I love how they always say to you, and then afterwards, you can join us for some drinks. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> it's, are you, have you ever, like, <coughs> this, is, this is a recent memory. Me hanging backstage looking at the second hand in the clock. Going, when... Is this going to this, end? This had, this had uh, for example, last time, the last uh, part of the event was the video. Yeah. And they told me it was 30 minutes. Oh, my so God. Why? For 30 minutes, just... <sighs> Why? Oh, Why would they... i this sober. And then, and then, on top of that, because you're a comedian, they always go, so you're going to do some jokes at the start, aren't you? And they always expect that you're going to finish with half an hour. Yeah. And they, 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 they make a they make a schedule for you and yeah. says stand up maybe fifty minutes another stand up maybe, maybe half an hour yeah. like, uh, uh, oh, like so they're basically the, getting a whole show out it's of so you. It's so funny that they kind of just don't realize uh, how time works because mm. they've probably seen stand up but they think thirty minutes is something you can just pull I out mean, of your ass. I could I could. I mean, we both yeah, can. Yeah, we both can. Yeah. But they don't want that. No. They don't want 
30 minutes of stand-up. So I always usually manipulate and talk them around and say, you know what, if you want half an hour, it's better if, if yeah. I just do it at the end. Yeah. Do half an hour at the end, and then I throw over to the band. Um, and, and, you know, so that's all that's involved. But then this other element that's added on top of it is this person who just decides you're their new best friend, mm -hmm. and I love them, and they're so wonderful, but they don't understand, I'm here, I have a job to do, and um, I, I, I really want to leave when this is over. <laughs> um, and I, I realize that, you know, you, 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 uh, you're going to give... Because I'm because torn. Why you want to leave? Because. You're I'm in, tired. You're in a party where you don't know anyone. And, I, and everyone is looking at you. And I, yeah, everyone's <laughs> looking at you. And so you then, don't want to be in that party. You just want to get paid for being looked at. And I've had this before. Where, I mean, this was like a year ago where I was at uh, a party for, um, uh, I, I'm, uh, we're in a tiny country, I can't even say the name. But I was at a party I w and I was only there to do stand-up. And then there were three people as part of the planning ceremony right. who refused to let me leave. They wanted to chat to me. They wanted to have drinks with me. And then half an hour after my half hour set had finished, I'm trying to wrap it up with him. The CEO came over, he's like, oh, you're still here. And then, so you're like, but they're paying me. Like, mm -hmm. you know, this is, and this is the thing people don't understand. When, when you hire a comedian and you're like, oh my God, for half an hour, that's, so, that's such a lot of money. Please know that we know your game. We're yeah. never going to be there for half an hour. Uh -huh. We're going to be there for minimum 15 minutes beforehand. Then we're going to wait while everything that you planned fell to shit. Uh -huh. And then we're going to perform for half an hour. And then we're probably going to be there for another half an hour to 45 minutes listening to people tell us what jokes worked and what ones didn't. And, uh, yeah. and, and you know, just trying to keep everyone happy. Yeah, I usually just, uh, I, I usually just pull up. I do uh, the Irish goodbye, actually. Yeah, but I don't because I... The difference between you and me in this country is that you have a name. Yeah. So people call asking for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And whereas it comes to me, I don't have... I do have a name in a way. Most people have heard of me. But I need the good feedback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need people to think I was the best thing they ever saw so that they tell their friend who is also in charge of the party at another company because that pays my fucking bills. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so, it, so it's a rock and a hard place play, because... Play the game. Sure, I want to sit with you, Tina, and hear all about everything that's ever happened to you in your entire life. Um, but I don't know if you're aware of this, but I'm not your best friend, and I'm you're actually paying me to be here, and, uh, and, and it's exhausting. This, this... Uh, yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah. There was a rant. There was, this rant was, was brought to rant. This rant was brought to you by Comedians I think, for uh, Change. This, I think this episode is maybe, it's, it's been kind of thematic. Yeah. It's about show business. We've talked yeah. about nothing but show business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So let's just keep on doing it. In this business we call it, one of my favorite quotes from Hedwig and the Angry Inch. From this milkless tit, you sucked the very business we call show. Wow. Yeah. I, I gotta see it again. I don't, oh, I don't so think beautiful. I saw it uh, on a good time in my life. Mm-mm. You should watch it again. Yes. It's a, it's a beautiful... But, I mean, that's, that's fucking show business, man. That is this, this, this business we call show. It is uh, an interesting business, indeed. I never thought I would be part of the show business... I'm not really, uh, like, a lot of, most of my friends are more in show mm, business, mm. I guess. I mean, at least all my actor friends, then my musician friends who kind of yeah halfway there. I mean, and most of your comedian friends are also full show business. Yeah. Most of don't have to do as much bullshit as actors. Well, here's... Or like... No. More, like, uh, yeah. And that's, that's, really. that's the thing that I... One of the things that spoke to me about when I first started going, I'm going to shy away from the acting as much as I do the comedy, was, and I tip my hat to actors, the fucking bullshit they have to put up with to get a paid job. Yeah, yeah. The auditions, the, the weird conversations with managers or... or 
or let's have a meeting over lunch and it becomes nothing and you've wasted three hours of your life. Yeah, I can imagine. You know, but you're in a very gifted position because of your work, because, because of your hard life. work. You worked very hard for a long time, so you don't, you, you, you have something that isn't stage related. Yeah, well, yeah, the books came first and uh, the, uh, I never thought I would do a uh, stand-up. I mean, there was a, I always loved stand-up. Mm. And, uh, but I remember just back in the day, just thinking, I remember having this opinion. There's one thing I'm definitely never going to try mm. stand-up. Mm -hmm. And then I think maybe uh, two weeks later after, I remember having this conversation with someone. Mm. Then probably in the same month, uh, Ari suggested that I did stand up. Ari Eljan, yeah. who is taking over the world. Who is taking over the world and <coughs> mainly Australia. Um, yes, <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's bigger than Iceland. It's huge. And uh, uh, so he yeah, yeah, so he said, And then within like two weeks, I did my first stand up ever. So it all. Like, so, uh, me deciding on doing it, and me doing it, started doing it, happened in a very short span. What and changed? Nothing changed. Just, he said, you should do it. Uh, I think you can do it because, uh, he said, you, first of all, people know you, and you'll get away with saying anything. Mm -hmm. And I thought, ooh, I never thought about it that way. Mm. And that, and then just... Like uh, two minutes later, I had like a bunch of jokes set up. Uh, like I could say this. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was probably stoned, like uh, because I wrote a lot of it down, and then it's, that was my first set, really. Yeah. Uh, which I had never. Uh, I don't think I like ever repeated any of the jokes in that set. Really? Yeah. It, it went very well, but I. Maybe maybe did some of them once or twice more, mm. but the whole I threw away the whole set and did a, whole, a totally different one the next time, and uh, yeah, did that for maybe three or four times until I realized, wait a minute, I can just do the same jokes again and again because <laughs> every audience hasn't already seen it before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't think of that the first time. Yeah. <laughs> What is something, like, uh, this is what I've been asked, I've been asked this in interviews before, if you could tell someone coming into the performing industry, as, as especially, well, let's focus from being a comedian. Mm. If there's something you wish someone had told you, what would it be? Yeah, I've, uh, yeah, I remember trying to answer this question recently. Mm. I wish somebody had told me is uh, it's hard to say because most of the things I learned are just learned really gradually, so mm. it's hard to pinpoint anything specific that I learned besides like uh, yeah if if somebody had told me for example that uh, it's uh, it takes time to find your voice or mm. uh, or if um, uh, you should just no, rule number one is be you mm. uh, I don't think I would have uh, uh, would have changed anything mm. because uh, I'm just taking the question very literally because if somebody would have told me anything I would still just the only way for me to learn it is just to make, do it, it yourself. Yeah, make it happen or have it happen okay well then if we were to rephrase it what is something you believe people coming into it should know not from your own experience uh, but what have you learned that you you could impart on someone if someone's like, oh, I'm getting into comedy, what, what advice could you give me? You know, of course, be yourself. Yeah, of course, be, be, learn be to find your voice. honest to yourself. Brutally honest. Yes. Be... Expand on that. Yeah, if, if somebody says your shit, mm. at least consider for a tiny little while... You might be. You might be shit. Yeah. Because uh, it's, a, it's a very healthy... You have to do that. Yeah. You have to... It's just part of the whole thing. Also, consider, consider uh, the fact that every joke could be shit, or mm -hmm. at least the, this one and that one. Is this shit? And, uh, yeah, you have to kind of never blame the audience, even if the even audience... Even if they're wrong. Yeah, even if the audience is wrong, never blame the audience. Because your job is yeah. to make those fuckers laugh. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And also, you know, you know, um, if you're gonna play, you can Blaming the audience is is it's also very ridiculous. You're blaming a bunch of people who happen to be there, and uh, you didn't manage. I mean, there might have been a bunch of asshole, uh, like in a corporate gig at Assholes Incorporated. Exactly. But still, you're supposed to make those it's assholes It's true. Laugh. And the reality of when people are like, oh my God, when, and we've seen these people who just bomb time and time and time and time and time again, and they always come off stage and go, what a terrible crowd. Yeah, and some of them actually say, that was a great crowd. That's also another thing. You should know what a great crowd is. Yeah. Uh, and you should have very high standard of yourself. You should be. Uh, I am always. I'm never happy with a um, stand-up uh, gig if I don't do less uh, than seventy-five percent of the crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, which, uh, yeah basically. Yeah. If I well, I just have this whole uh, uh, barometer in mm, my head mm, mm. about um, uh, like hmm, that felt like seventy-five. There's a certain, like, 190 is... Uh, God. Is uh, lovely. 100 yeah. is just that you only meet 100 in once in a while. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just and that's, once that's, in a blue moon. that's the God feeling that Bill Gear has spoken about. When you yeah. get off stage, you go, I am God. Mm -hmm. I am a God. Mm -hmm. I am indestructible. And it rarely happens. It rarely happens. Uh, so 90 is just... Try to keep it uh, between 80 and 90. I try to keep, keep it between 80 and 90. 90. If it goes below 80... If it goes below 75, I was like, oh, yes. If below 70, I was like, uh. But I think that's a good thing because it means you're always... I mean... I think a lot of people are happy with 50 and you shouldn't... I will never... You should never be happy with 50. So, uh, not, you shouldn't be happy with 60. Either. No. no. Yeah, and, and, and a lot of it is about listening. Yeah. Listening to people. Absolutely. And, yeah, if you... you your job, regardless of whether you're walking into like a American soldiers who have been like murdering other people against their will for months, yeah. or a retirement home, or a corporate gig where you're basically a living ice sculpture, uh -huh. your job as a comedian is to find a way to make those people laugh. True, true. And if you can't, then don't you be don't angry. don't kill don't kill yourself about it. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, don't kill yourself and don't uh, blame the audience. Don't be too angry at the audience. No. Even if it's a poorly uh, organized gig where everyone is standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's the one thing. I'm never... Uh, uh, two they're things standing you're and there's five load-bearing poles yeah, in yeah, the yeah. middle of the, of the audience. You should always ask if the people are standing. Mm. Is it a standing crowd? Then you don't do a corporate gig because mm. you're gonna. Because here's another thing about corporate gigs: a lot of those people are getting drunk with people who they only spend sober time with, and mm. they want to get to know each other. So mingling mm. is the most important part of corporate gigs. So you you have to realize whenever you come on stage, even you're if interrupting you're, their mingling. Yes. Yeah. You are. Mm. And that's your job, to interrupt their mingling without making them hate you. Mm -hmm. That's corporate gigs. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Mingle interrupting. Mingle interrupting. Here's our title. <laughs> Mingle interrupting. Which is so weird because like, if, if any corporate bookers would hear this right now, they'd go, well, you've just answered my question. I don't need a comedian. Yeah. It's true. If you want a successful corporate event, just throw your people in a room, give them a bottle of something, and just wait for it to be over. Ah, uh, yes, that's uh, the thing. But uh, he, he, uh, but then it do, it is doesn't. There, it, it isn't an event. There is a a great. There is a value added when you have a good host yeah. and you have some key items of entertainment that will just make people remember the night. Right, right. Um, but but so that's your 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 thing is you wish people would learn. Or, or it'd be your, and also, yeah, here's another thing. Talk to the audience like they're your friends. Yeah. Yeah, like you're joking around with your friends. So when you fuck something up, don't 
you try to feel the way yeah. when you fuck in front of your friends you, because you would you should be the first when one to laugh when you fuck in front of your friends when you fuck up in front of your friends <coughs> or even if you fuck in front of your friends yeah they should you laugh you should be the first one to laugh mm. if there is, it's a laughing matter mm, mm. just laugh in case haha <laughs> 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 just smile like an idiot and wave and say the, say words in a certain order and say some other words in a loud the funny voice but that's there's a there's a thing about audiences that I think a lot of people, when they're first getting into comedy, forget about, which is that, in general, yes, okay, there are assholes out there, or ice holes, as mm. some of our fans call them. Um, uh, there are assholes out there, but audiences in general are pretty well behaved. Yeah, yeah. When you think about it, they have either, I mean, maybe it's free, but they've at least bought a drink. Mm-hmm. Um, or paid a ticket to come in and sit down, and they're sitting there, and they're waiting for you to entertain them. Mm-hmm. That's half the job done. Right. Like, uh, they're, they want you to do well. Right. So, I think that's that's beautiful advice. If you're sitting there saying, talk to them like they're yeah, your friend. Yeah, absolutely. I, that's, uh, yeah, I talked about this. Uh, I think I have a, like a, said it on stage once in a while, about uh, how the reason why you hate... Uh, a uh, bad comedian. Mm. When you see someone bomb, there's something that happens within a lot of people. It's like an instant wrath and like hatred towards that person because yeah. they are making you feel uncomfortable mm. and you and resent them dead. for you. Like, because there is this, and the funny thing, the people, the reason why people hate bad comedians is actually love. Mm. Because they want you to do they well. They want you to do well. And now that you're doing badly and you're embarrassing yourself, you are uh, interrupted because they can't handle like liking someone who's doing that. So they just switch and say, I hate this person. Uh, me seeing someone I hate doing bad is easier for me. It's a survival yeah. mechanism. And the reality of the situation is, in the words of Marge Simpson, I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> Do not disappoint the audience. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, uh, on an open mic and stuff like that, mm. that's... Uh, and uh, I, I, I think I, wasn't, open, I, had an, yeah, I would say this. I had an advantage because, like Ari pointed out, I was already known. And people... Give, they do. They give you... Uh, I, I actually had a good friend of ours once. Yeah. I got off the stage and uh, she... Uh, felt we did equally good. We were uh-huh. doing. It was when we were doing Australia together. Right. And I, because I always beat myself up. Yeah. We, I mean, you've seen this before. Yes, where I'm like, ah. Oh. And and I felt like you got more laughs than I did. Right. And and our, this friend said, oh, you no, your set was great. They loved you. And I was like, he got more laughs. And she said, he gets fame laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> Yeah, I'm also thinking one thing I've noticed that uh, laugh sounds different off stage than on stage. It's true. Yeah. It is Sometimes, very true. And it depends on just the, on the room, the, room. Yeah. the people, and 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 that's where I think if you have comedians around you that uh, you trust, they will tell you. Yeah. If it like you will say to me, you've said it to me before. That wasn't your best set. No, no, no. And I've said the same to you. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was okay. I think that's that's a, uh-huh. a very important thing yeah. to have. Absolutely. Um, but I think what I was going to say before is open mic audiences, I believe, and this is maybe uh, not very constructive because we're already in the industry, I believe they could own things a little bit better as well. Because there yeah. are, I, I have seen so many people come to an open mic expecting a Netflix comedy special. Right, yeah. And even Netflix comedy specials fall flat sometimes. Yeah. You know, even someone who's been paid hundreds of thousands of dollars and, and sold out a house in ticket sales, even they have bad nights. And I keep, I keep seeing this. People come to open mics and they, they see a few bad sets and they're so mortified. Mm-hmm. How dare you present me with free comedy that I didn't enjoy? You know, and I've had people say to me, I mean, you saw a, a comment that happened on Facebook recently where somebody didn't have a great experience at one of the open mics in Reykjavik, mm-hmm. came to see our live podcast, enjoyed it, then posted about on Facebook 
that they loved our show but hated the open mic, named the open mic. Oh, yeah. I remember this. Yeah. And yeah, it's the worst way to be complimented. <laughs> it's like, because, and someone had, there was a, a message board here in, in the Iceland comedy scene where someone was from the open mic was like, oh my God, did you see this comment? And I read it, and the only thing I could say was, I've never felt bad about being complimented before. <laughs> and, and what I would love to say to people out there, if you've never gone to comedy before, is please understand that an open mic is an open mic. An open mic is exactly that. You didn't pay to see it. Yes, and it took those people... Uh, so much courage. Fuck up a spine to get up there. Yeah. They, they, like, they are doing something that you didn't do mm -hmm. because you, I mean, maybe you are a comedian and if you are, you should know better. You disgust me. Yeah, um, a, a, a successful comedian would never comment like that. No, no, exactly. But if you, if you go to an open mic and somebody was shit, yes, they can be shit because it's an open mic. Right. You don't have a right to be offended by them being bad at comedy unless you've paid 50 bucks to see them and it was shit. And even then, you took a risk. Yeah. Because comedy is subjective. Boo. It's true. It's true. It's absolutely true. But, uh, yeah, open mics, I think, like, a lot of... And also, that this is, like, a, something I do not know that much because I started out and I did well from gig one. Mm. I've had... Uh, I would say I bombed... You've had iffy moments. Yeah, had iffy moments. Yeah. I'd say probably bombed twice. Yeah, in a, what, nine-year career? Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, so already I had that, an advantage, and I didn't go through uh, the torture chamber, that is, uh, the months of open mics it takes a lot of people mm -hmm. to hone their craft. So uh, those people have battle scars that I don't, and I yeah. realize that. But uh, uh, yeah, yeah, they, but they... I, I, I want to believe that. Uh, mm. Yeah, well, for example, when going, then I went to Berlin and yeah. I killed there. Yeah, and people didn't know me there, but that's just because I had all this time to uh, work on my stuff over here. Exactly. So I had like I had a really good safe space of a camp. Of yeah. camp. yeah, 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 and we, which helps. The one thing I want to be like finish on that whole people who are going and saying, "Oh, I went to an open mic; it was terrible." One thing I wish I would stop hearing is when people go, "Oh, you're a comedian. I went to an open mic once and I saw someone bomb, and I'll never watch comedy yeah, again." Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> because well, the same people. I've said this to them before. Oh, oh, have you ever had a bad kebab? Yeah. Yes. You still have eaten one since then, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, but I don't really... Yeah, it's the same thing. I get it, but I do get it. It's it's the emotional anguish that it is to yeah, yeah, have yeah. to deal with looking at human misery in its purest form, which is somebody trying to be funny yeah. in front of people and it's not happening. And I find... So I get, that's, that's worse That's worse than a bad kebab. It, well, it, but, <laughs> see, the thing is, when people tell this to me, usually it's... After they've seen my show, or I've done a solo thing, and they give me compliments. They yeah. give me, like, oh my god, your show was amazing. And then sometimes it's followed up with, I'm so glad I came, because the only other time I went to see comedy was an open mic, and they bombed. <laughs> and I swore I would never see comedy again. And I'm conflicted, wow. because I'm like, I want to go, well, I'm so glad you came, but I also want to go, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, yeah. I, oh, I'm so glad you took a chance on me. How is the open mic scene now? Because I've... Uh, In Iceland. I've not had my eyes open, but I hear, hear there are, like, three. There's so many now. Yeah. So they, they have... Um, so the Golden Gang, which I started with when I was mm. when I first moved to Iceland, you, you used to do nights there as well. Yes, yes, yes. I, I'm always... Uh, I'm always going to do it next next time. Next and then week. something comes up. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and that's like when I've had people say, how come you don't do it so much anymore? Is Life is busy. Yeah, I just forget. It's, I, I always forget about it until yeah. I look on Facebook up when it's started. And I have to tell people sometimes, you know what? I work so many hours of the fucking day and I ignore my boyfriend all the time. And if I have a Monday night off, I'm going to stay at home. Yeah, it's pretty much my situation. You know, it's, it's, he puts up with a lot and he shares me with the rest of the fucking world. Uh, I want to go to an open mic though. Uh, I would love to as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So do, we should try to uh, uh, 
Let's do one. Book some nights next week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so so, so they've got the yeah. Monday, yeah. and I believe they also have a Wednesday or a Thursday. So they've split it up now into two things. They have um, a showcase, which is their open mic comedians who... And by the way, we're not being sponsored by them, so... Um, <laughs> I'm just like, you know, I think, I think what they're doing is great. Because if we were sponsored by them, then... The, their worst uh, ad ever would be like, us. Yes. Uh, actually, um, but uh, they ha- it has been written that we are better than yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> but no. they're great. No, 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 no. But that's not what we're saying. No. We work professionally, <laughs> and open mic is where people are honing their skills, and, and quite a few of those comedians are doing professional no. work as well. Yes. Um, and so the the so they have a showcase on the Monday, I believe. Yeah. Which is the 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 people who've been doing it longer, and they've been. They've proven that their sets work, yeah, yeah, yeah. which is, I think, uh, probably like, and they, I've been, it's always full. Mm-hmm. It yeah, is yeah. always full. Last time I checked, it was so full. Uh, you I had to stand, stand in the back, in the back and you yes. couldn't hear. Yeah. And then I think they have, a, so that's not really a proper open mic anymore. So it's a bit curated. Yeah. It's a, it's a next step uh, above open mic. And then they have another one, I think it's either on a Wednesday or a Thursday. And that's the proper open mic. Mm-hmm. Where people go out. And I think names are drawn out of a hat. I'm not even sure. Is, um, is, that, uh, is that also... That's Golden Gang. That's Golden Gang. But then the third Where, one... Is that also at Gogolin? At Gogolin. Yeah. And the third one is one that the guy Friedrich started. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that one. Bar Ananas, yeah. which is stand-up comedy in a tent. Which I know. I've done uh, Bar Ananas. Suck it. Yes. S-U-C-I-T. Stand-up comedy in a tent. Ah, suck it. Yeah. Have you done Paranas? I've done Paranas way... Oh, way back. Way back. Didn't we do... We did some... We Australia. did some show, We did Australia Paranas. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah Australia stand-up. Yeah. yeah. It's a tiny room. Yeah. It's a tiny room, which I think is great for open No, mic. I think it's... It was a good room. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, that's close to here. So. But that's, that's sort of what's going on in Reykjavik right now. But I've heard rumors that there's going to be another bar opening that might be doing some more stand-up as well. Yeah? Yeah. That's, uh, yes, yeah, so that's great because I would love to be able to uh, go, to, to, yeah, to practice over here because I don't think it's going to work out for me if I, if I don't do, uh, because I'm, I'm avoiding the corporate gigs, but I will take some whenever I need the money. Yeah. But, um... Uh, uh, there's so much more fun doing open mics. It's I so admire much more that. Day. About and you. also that because I mean it's it both corporates and open mics have their like risks, uh, when it comes to working in crowd or talking mm, to a crowd. Mm, mm. Uh, but uh, I like open mic better because those people actually came. They came really, for comedy. Yeah, they came for comedy. I like them better. I like. I've told you this before, I enjoy corporate gigs because I like to be kept on my toes. Yeah. I admire, what one thing I love and admire about you is that you avoid them until you need the money. Yeah. I find it difficult to say no to them even when I don't need the money. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I but I have that's the fear. How you're, that's how you're supposed to. I have the fear in me all the time that I'm going to wake up, lose everything and eat dog food. Yeah. And now I have this relationship and a cat, so I've got two other mouths to feed as well. Yeah. You know, not that he doesn't work for himself, but I mean, uh, that's this is the Icelandic way of thinking. We already had two apocalypses, but I don't know. I still have a Square TV and, away. and some shoes, so I'm good. Yeah. So, but I, I, I'm like that. I don't live lavishly, but I squirrel it away, squirrel it away, yeah, just yeah, in case. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, and keep your ears up just in case I need to move it to my Australian yeah. bank account. And, yeah, and also you need. Yeah, you need. It's always good to have money in case uh, somebody like uh, kidnaps your boyfriend. Yeah. Or you have to go visit your family in Australia. Yeah. Oh my God, flights are so expensive. They are. It's like three hundred thousand kroner. Yeah. And, I've, I've and that's just from Amsterdam to Melbourne. Then you got to add the flight to Amsterdam on top of that, and then a flight from Melbourne to Brisbane. It, it all it all adds up. Yeah, and that's uh, that's uh, the whole way to choir practice. Ha! Ah, boom. <laughs> Boom to Shea, my friend. <laughs> Is that our episode? No, did you want to hear my advice? Yeah, yeah. Okay, absolutely. <laughs>
I, I I forgot we were answering a question. Yeah, it all started as a question that you yes, answered. Tell me what you want. You got to answer twice. your question. Yeah, but I feel like it was like forty minutes ago. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Okay. Was. What is your advice, John? My advice to anyone getting into stand-up comedy or the performing arts industry is to understand, especially in comedy, that years from now, even if you're succeeding. 90% of your time will be devoted to getting people to let you do what you do. Yeah. That's, that's been the biggest thing I've learned, is that 90% of my time is about trying to get someone to put me on, trying to uh, get a, a client to want to have me and not the other guy. Right. Trying to uh, get people to come and see your show. Right. Trying to get you... You will never stop having to prove yourself. Yeah. And I think even if you're at the top of your game, people will still always want you to prove yourself over someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, but 90% of your time is not actually spent doing the comedy. It's about getting someone to let you do the comedy. Yes, yes. Exactly. And once you understand that, you're not going to get upset that you're only spending 10 of your, 10% of your time actually doing it. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Do you feel like there's a difference between uh, it in Australia and Iceland, that, that whole... Uh... In, in a way, um, because the industry, and I may get fucking executed for saying this, uh, the industry in Australia seems to work in, and I'm seeing right now a golden renaissance of all of these people I used to do open mic with in Australia right. who are just boom. Yeah, like okay. they are, they're on television... <laughs> They're, you know, good for them. <laughs> good <laughs> for them. Honey. Yeah. Um, oh, that's, that's beautiful. That's Jonathan. beautiful. I it mean. is beautiful. No, and, and literally, good for them. You know, they stayed. They stuck it out. Um, but uh, wh- my experience when I was in Australia was that a lot of the time uh, you would see people do open mic. Yeah. And there's no graduating from there, really. Right. You, you do open mic. And then there's two ways you can go about it. You can either start doing your own shows and trying to develop an audience, if you build it, they will come style. Yeah. Or you wait to be discovered by the one agency that will get you on TV, who is also called Token. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and, and then it all happens from there. Or you take your show and you try and do Edinburgh and make yourself go bankrupt. Yeah. And then you have this perceived success, which is like some friends I have, uh, where they're like, oh my god, I saw you, you Edinburgh, you got this TV spot, you did this, but you're earning nothing, um, and then you just keep having to self-produce these things and go in this constant cycle of doing mm. fringe festivals and never living in one place. So I think Australia is kind of like what Iceland will become right? once it gets bigger and on speed. Yeah, okay. Well, but it is yeah. easier here to kind of graduate beyond the point of you don't have to be doing an open mic five times a week for someone to know you're still alive. I think oh. that's my uh, Paul Oscar hoodie. Okay. Hello? While Huli is getting his Paul Oscar hoodie, um, I'd like to inform you that if you are in Iceland on Saturday, uh, that is the 14th of April, we have a live show at Hurra, uh, which is uh, completely free. So you can come down to here, Hurra. There's going to be myself, John O'Duffy, uh, Hudleka Darkson, Schnorra Ludwigsdottir, Johannes Inke, and Andre Evers. Uh, and that is free comedy. It starts at 9 p.m. ish. It's Icelandic time after all. Uh, and uh, yeah, that is tomorrow night. Um, what have you got? You've got your pub Oscar hoodie. Yeah. Oh, it's double plastic. Oh, it's yes. beautiful. It's gorgeous. It was worth the the uh, cash tag of kroner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I uh, th- I was gonna say something about the, what you were saying about how uh, Iceland di- is Iceland's, in a different yeah. level or different states of evolution when it comes to uh, the hecticness of the business. Yeah. I think this is uh, what Icelandic uh, showbiz people do mm. is they do uh, like three things. You you got it. Yeah. You got it here. So I have my stand up comedy. You I got have your books. My cartoons, and then I have always something else going. Yeah, on. and I guess you know I've got stand up comedy, burgers, and film projects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I liked how the burger was the bun in, in that the burger. middle. <laughs> <laughs> it was the meat. Yeah. The burger was definitely the meat there. Um, but I guess on that note, I think we've we've talked the industry off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, oh, I oh wow, oh wow, I just got a um a text message from someone asking if I. Um, had relations with another person. Oh, interesting. It, it, not like years ago. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, did you really hook up with blah blah? Oh, uh, like that. Yeah. yeah. I was like, mm, where's this coming from? And um, did you? Yes. Oh. Years ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Years ago. We remained good friends. It's That's what good. we gays do. Yes. Um, it also happens in the state community. Yeah, oh, especially in Iceland. But on that note, push out. Motherfuckers.